Are you an empty nester looking to downsize from the family home? Are you finding your home no longer serves the purpose you bought it for? Do you need to declutter and don't know how or where to begin? If so, this podcast is for you. Hi, I am Belinda Woolrich, downsizing expert, author and director of learning at rightsizeyourhome.com.au. Welcome to the Right Size Your Home podcast series, where I share insights, knowledge and the Right Size Your Home framework to help and support you move through the process effectively and efficiently with a practical step-by-step roadmap on how to overcome the fears and challenges of right sizing and plan to make the journey a fun, stress-free and profitable process. Hello, Belinda Woolrich here and welcome. Thank you for attending this online workshop wherever you are and whatever time it is in the world. It is great to have you here online and we appreciate your time and effort to be on board. Our best wishes to you, your family and community and friends. A bit more about me. I'm Belinda Woolrich. I'm a downsizing expert after project managing hundreds of downsizers and helping people through this transformation over the last decade. I'm also an author of the book, Right Size Your Home, The Empty Nester's Guide to a Stress-Free Downsize. I am also the Director of Learning at rightsizeyourhome.com.au, where I have written and designed several courses to help people in their downsize and get in control of this journey. So what will you learn today? What we're going to do is recap and um, go over the main essence of the four parts of the uh, Declutter Challenge. And I'm going to then share with you the final punchline around the declutter, which is the five-step decluttering action plan for how to actually work through these manageable chunks of decluttering your home. And I'm going to talk about resources. Now, that's resources from within as well as the actual resources, which hopefully you downloaded last, uh, last time you found the resource checklist. And once that decluttering challenge is finished, of course, onto the next fun part, which is the next steps into presenting your home. So I'm going to talk you through some inspiration uh, shots and inspiration ideas of a makeover. And then I'm going to go through the top tips from today and uh, focus in on the right size your home framework. So the recap, well, Finalising the declutter challenge is is quite an achievement. So those of you who have got stuck in and you're almost through, and those of you who are on the other side of a major declutter of a family home are going to know it's a pretty huge task. And isn't it interesting that although we've done it many, many times through the project project plan um, that we've been running with downsizers, over my last decade, it always is such a huge satisfaction when you get to the other end. And it really is an impactful exercise on people's lives. So I don't want you to underestimate it. I really want you to cut yourself some slack that if you're feeling a little bit exhausted, um, or if you've been through it before and you're sharing this with a friend, perhaps um, give them the recognition that it is quite an enormous task, a mammoth task and can be quite exhausting, but well, well worth it at the other end. So to recap over the four week, um, the the four part challenge was, the first part was about making the decision. Is this the right time? When is the right time? The actual decision goes back to your why. 
why are you doing this? And that's something, that huge decision when you actually decide to embark on this right-sizing journey, that's what I want you to hold close to you throughout that whole declutter. And hopefully um, you've done that if you've been through the challenge. Or if you're listening to this for the first time, sucking yourself up, your why and the decision is a major part of motivation to get through the actual project of the declutter. So the next part is set time aside and ask for support. Now you've made your decision, you move into okay, what, what is the time frame, and when am I going to allocate that? So if your decision was, I'm going to be in my new home by Christmas next year, then working backwards from that is setting the time aside and giving yourself enough time to do this. We suggest, I suggested in the, um, previous, in the previous presentations that about three months, if you haven't got a solid time frame, pick about three months. So if there's no actual marker when you know you want to be done by, about three months is a reasonable time frame. And that's actually, three months is actually not a long amount of time. It actually will put you under a fair bit of uh, pressure, I guess, to get it done at the three months. But if it is too much at three months, make it longer. That's absolutely fine. As long as you've made the decision, you've got a milestone event that you want to have done it, the timeline that you actually want to have done it by. And then you need to set that time aside. I likened it to perhaps enlisting yourself on a part-time job. So your home is in fact your paid work, for example, a job where you need to turn up twice a week, what's actually in your place. And yes, I can let you in on the secret. I guess you could pay yourself, but you'll likely be paid once you sell the property or when you um, lease it out. You certainly will reap the rewards and you will certainly gain um, financial and emotional gain at that time. The other part of um, setting time aside is actually um, communicating that with people and asking for support. So the support network may be close family and friends. It may also be third parties as well. So it, it does take a while obviously to get through and you need to communicate to those people, this is my timeline and here is where I will need your support. I really don't want you to try and do this alone. If it's a professional, great. If it's a family member, great. As long as you've got someone and uh, some help at hand and roster them in. Now talking about rostering, um, you actually need to get that calendar. You've got the time put aside. You've got the various third parties or friends and families notified. You've obviously made the decision. So you've been through those major parts of step one, step two there. You actually need to get a calendar and actually roster those in. Most importantly in that roster also is an, is an important part to the motivation techniques through this project is rostering in those rewards. So part three of the four challenge was, what are my rewards? What would I like? Now, popular one, popular things are golf weekend, getting your hair done, um, an event with some family and friends, might be on Zoom and these um, catch up with some people overseas regularly and check in how you're going. It could be absolutely anything. It could be a massage, it could be a trip to the library, whatever it might be. It's important that you identify those things that you enjoy and build them into your plan to give you that motivation along the way. 
So step four out of the declutter challenge is we're going to actually look at a five-step decluttering plan and more on that. All right, so into this five-step decluttering action plan, this is all gathering all of the things that we've talked about. You're emotionally ready, you've got your time aside, you've got your roster, you've got your support team all in check. Now it's the actual doing. You may be on your own, you may be with someone, you may have roped one of those friends in or family members in, or you may actually be swapping time with someone that's um, close to you where you can pay back the favour and uh, roster each other in in each other's homes to help through this. So if you can imagine sitting in your home, I'd like you to think about what, what room is it that you would like to attack first? What is causing you uh, the most pain? <laughs> um, I think it's always good, of course, to go with an emotionally, um, an, actual, an actual room that is not emotionally challenging. So something which has um, a low emotion impact, but a high, um, a high impact when you look at it. So an actual high productivity rate. So something that's not going to get you caught and bogged down, for example, looking through photos or going through something that's emotionally connected, perhaps if you've lost someone and they have some items left. Where is it that you can pick in your house that is emotionally of low impact, but it will look fantastic and you'll get a lot of productivity out of it. It could be an office. Uh, it could be a spare bedroom that you've been just dying to renovate and uh, you, would like to, you would like to move through. So if you can imagine yourself in that room to get started, and the point of this five-step decluttering plan is to make sure that all of these, these actions are going into manageable chunks. So easy to tick off. So for example, if you're going into a living room and there's a sideboard that you want to get through, that's the focus area that you're going on. Or it might be into a bedroom and there's a wardrobe that you want, into, want to get into. That is your focus area for this particular chunk in time. So if you've rostered yourself for two hours, you have some support intact, um, music going, whatever it might be, follow these five steps. The first thing is, and you would have your resources because we've, we've looked at that resource list in the last podcast, um, have your resources so you'll have some label, uh, labels, some boxes. I want you to get five of them and the five need to be actually marked on there. So one will have keep, the next one will have toss or rubbish, the next one could be sell, the next one is mend or it's recycling. It could be either. Then the fourth one here, um, gift, family or friend. And the charity or charity donation. They actually, charity need to be separate. So we've got keep, toss, sell, mend, recycling, rubbish or gift or charity donation. So they're into the five main areas. Now, it's important that charity donations are actually entirely separate because they are actually going to be boxed up and put into an area where they can become, come being picked up. Now, once you have those, um, those boxes ready, the rubbish bag, or you can even pull the rubbish bin up as one of them, 
um, then you can actually empty the area. So what you need to do is remove all those items and get them into an area that's completely out of the way. If you were doing a full bedroom, you could move everything out into the hallway. Or if you are doing a full wardrobe, lay some sheets out on the bed and put it all in, put lay all the items out onto that area. So it's very important that the everything goes out. So it's going to force you to look at something. It's going to force you to look at absolutely everything. Now the items will go into those particular um, boxes, and one of them being a rubbish bin. If it was a wardrobe, for example, hopefully you'll have a lot you can donate. There may be some clothes that may need to be returned that actually don't belong to you. Um, it could be something that you love wearing that needs to be mended, so that gets put in an area where it's going to be actioned. And you'll work through those items and each, um, each item that you look at will actually have a spot to go. Now, once everything is out, it's really important to give it all a good clean. So you can virtually, if you can imagine that you're moving into this place for the first time and you're only bringing minimal things with you, the only things that go back are the things you are absolutely going to use in your right-sized home. And I, I do ask you to question every single item. Remember the, how much do I love you? Remember the sliding scale that we talked about? Question every single item. Now, once that wardrobe or that buffet or whatever the area is or that entire room that you're working on is thoroughly cleaned, that's when just those items can go back in. All right. Now, box the items that are not needed. So those items are going to be ones that are perfectly good and someone will be very, very grateful to have them. So that could be a charity donation or it could be a friend or it could be a very meaningful item that's going back to a family member something like that and once they're all boxed up they need to go in the right area so you may have put aside that if there's going to be gifts to family members you may choose to put them on the dining table because you know that the family you have invited the family members around and they can come and take their items big tip is if there's a box that is exclusively for charity I suggest you put that in an area where you don't have to move it again so the charity pickup can actually come and pick it up easily so it might be on the front porch or it might be just at the front of the garage so all you have to do is open up the garage door and then they can take their item if it's for selling perhaps it's going you're going to drive it somewhere and take it to an um, auctioneer or something like that you could pop it in straight in the car or it could go in a box in the garage so you know that it's easily going to be getting get in the car when you're ready to go items that you're going to keep and items that are boxed up and left at the back of a garage and you're never going to see again you don't know where they are or what they are in the future it, it's a, it's a waste of your time. It's not going to work. If you really want to keep it, it can stay where it is, but you have to pass the do I love you test. And it's important that you actually use it and see it or love looking at it. So I wouldn't be just boxing things up and putting things away for the sake of putting things away because there's no point. You don't want to pay for extra storage and you don't want to have to go through this again. The concept of this five-step decluttering action plan is that you don't have to do this again. The whole idea is doing it in manageable chunks, piece by piece, 
and not having any rework. Step four is about the redistributing. So I just touched on that before. Charity can come and pick some things up or if, that's not, if they're not servicing your area with a pickup service, have it into the back of the car and go as soon as possible. You could even have an area which is going to the post office, so everything that needs to be returned to people. If you have a courier coming to return things, make sure that those items are clearly marked and in an area where they can be moved or picked up. I refer to these, um, these areas as actually transit, transit rooms or transit spaces because that's exactly what they should be doing. They should be transiting, not staying. So the ideas, are, the ideas of the, the names of these areas and ideas for you are places like garages at the front waiting for pickup, front deck for charity collection, could even go straight into the bin. So that you could wheel the bin to that room or pop it outside the window where you can um, throw it through easily. Recycle bin as well. So that's both bins there. Um, it's important to recycle as much as you possibly can. And again, it, could, it might be the area of the dining table. So family members can come and view things and take things, or it might be a spare room. Please note, anything that you put into a box, make sure it's on a list. So keep the list as you are going. So when, when you're in this step three and boxing items that are not needed, please make sure that you, you document everything on the way. So charity may have a list there or, um, if you've got things to be returned to someone, you might need a description on the label if it's being posted away. Um, if you actually want need to find something, and if you've got these lists, you can actually reference them and see them. So remember, transit means exactly that, transit. No, no more uh, never-to-be-seen-again boxes would be terrific. So then assessing the room, step five. This is that leads us me on to the next part of this um, presentation. So have a look at the room though once it's actually empty and thoroughly cleaned. Have a look at it and think, what do I need to do here to add value? It'll be a really refreshing feeling actually when you look into a room and say, wow, I've got it all out. I've got rid of things. I fe it feels like such a cleansing exercise to send things back to their rightful owner or move things on that um, you've had um, you've had your time with and you really don't need any more. Now for the icing on the cake, which is about assessing the room and identifying those areas for improvement. So what I'm going to do is talk about the couple of um, two sides of what resources means. There's emotional resource, and I touched on that before, looking back and feeling that room. Isn't it fantastic? It, it will give you the motivation to keep going. We also talked about um, making sure your rewards are built in and thinking back to the decision why you do this, your why. That should get you through the whole declutter project. And then, of course, there's those physical resources of items, so checklist of items, a support team, they're a physical resource. Third parties, it could be that charity donation which has been booked to come in, or it could be your friend or family member that's coming to actually help you. So there's the emotional resources and the physical resources. And this decluttering challenge has actually covered both of those. Now, moving on to 
to um, furthering on from looking back at that room once you've been through that um, five-step action plan. Putting all those actions together will get you there and then on to that next step which is presenting your property. I'm going to talk about some makeover stories that will really inspire you. So when you actually stand back and look at your property, you really do get that motivation feeling, okay, I've got the minimal amount of things in here and where can I start? What can I do to add value? I always say to my owners, think about looking at the property from the street and how could you present it? How can you, how can you add value by um, making some really cost-effective changes? So the properties, one tip I would always say is make sure that you can view the property well from the outside. Make sure you can see it, it's clean, fresh and tidy. It could mean an update of a fence, it could mean levelling out of some garden, it could mean um, freshening up with some cutting back of some overhanging trees and making a more usable space. Just remember the next people that are going to come into this property will love more usable space because they've often got growing families coming into family homes. If somewhere is looking quite tired or dated, there are various things that you can do. Always a fresh coat of paint would be fantastic. We would generally say every five um, to seven years is, is um, a usable time for a good coat of paint and then time for a refresh. Even in places like bathrooms, you can actually if the bathroom is functional, there's no leaking and there's no reason why it couldn't stay in the, in the layout that it is. You can even paint over all surfaces on there and refresh those. So peeling back the layers of um, cleaning um, items, decluttering the items, and then giving it a spruce up is a, spruce up is a fantastic finish. Even in somewhere like a bedroom where you can, it is meant to be your place of rest and it's one of the areas, especially a master bedroom where I always suggest it needs to look at its very best because often if someone's going to come and buy your property, they are the ones, the ones writing the check or the ones doing the deposit that will be your future occupants of the master bedroom. So having an aspirational space for them and putting a little bit more effort into a master bedroom will be well received down the track when it's time to um, sell the property or even if you're leasing it out, lease the property out. There are all sorts of um, hints and tips and tricks that you can do and cost effectively do as well. More information on that in the online courses that, that I have at rightsizeyourhome.com.au and also into um, the book Right Size Your Home, The Empty Nester's Guide to a Stress-Free Downsize. It's a deeper dive into all of these items. Things like helmets can go, uh, window furnishings can be refreshed. Dated items of furniture will often be Pre-loved furniture will often be um, snapped up by people that need it, whether it be on eBay or Gumtree or um, charity shops. You will always find people to um, use, usually always find people to use your items again and give them some new life. I always suggest that you, um, if you can get a king into a master bedroom, it's a lovely size to have there, a lovely headboard, um, double pillows, fresh linen, 
um, sprucing up the, the window furnishings we talked about, cleaning the carpet and sometimes even um, putting some new carpet down. I usually recommend that even if there's floorboards underneath bedrooms are generally more desirable to have carpet in them. And then updating some uh, wardrobes would be terrific. So if you're not ready to go just yet um, and you're looking at spruce up only um, and a declutter challenge, give yourself some new wardrobes. Why not? People will pay more money for storage and you'll love having them as well. It can make a huge difference. So wrapping up on the last slide here, the top tips and, and also the, I want to go back to the right size your home framework, which is where we were right at the start of the declutter challenge. And we've moved all the way through it, which is fantastic. Remembering with the declutter challenge, there were three parts to it. Mindset, when is the right time and making the decision. And, rem and thinking about your why, because it will help you get through. Then there was the declutter challenge, including, including the five-step plan. But the declutter challenge pulled all your resources, being emotional and also logistical resources. It's, it's absolutely critical that your mindset's right, you've got the emotional side there, and then you've got the resources there. And you should get through it, you will get through it. The last step of the actual um, declutter challenge is stepping back and looking at your property and then thinking about moving on to the next phase, which is about presentation and adding value. All right, now the, re the right size decision really is the reason that kicked all this off, as we said. So the first point, step one, was your discussion understanding the situation, time frames, making informed decisions, connecting with professionals and giving yourself a tailored plan. Step two was about breaking down everything and what is this chunk down of this project? What does it actually look like? So you can walk through your property, identify your spaces and get them all onto the calendar and onto your plan. Then step three of the right size your home framework is about getting stuff on, getting stuff done and doing the hands on. And that's where we were for this declutter challenge. Hands on decluttering, allocating and asking the value question, how much do I love you? And how best to distribute all of your items. Step four, which we're touching on now, is all about the target market. So who are you aiming for and how, what do they, who's going to buy the property or rent the property and what do I need to do to service them and make them fight over my property? Because that's what I want them to do. I want increased appeal to that target market. And step five is about the actual coordination and the move. So we haven't got there yet on the podcast, but there's lots and lots of information available for you on that. And we certainly will be doing more exciting content coming up. So stay tuned. Further learning opportunities with us is, of course, um, getting the ebook or the hardcover book. But the ebook is available online and instantly on your iPad. Um, that can be um, purchased at brightsizeyourhome.com.au. And then, of course, more information, deeper diving into the actual process of mindset, decluttering and adding value. All of that information and much, much more in the training courses available to you at rightsizeyourhome.com.au. So next workshop's coming up. We've done our resources today. Um, 
we've got a fantastic interview coming with a, uh, one of our favorite real estate agents and also some bonus products there being an agent interview guide so it's coming up soon and new ways to sell your home so what it, there's traditional and not so traditional let's explore all of those because it's important for me that right sizes have choice so we need to uh, we'll look into all sorts of things for you so a big thank you from me and a reminder once you believe in yourself, understand you are doing the right thing, the project becomes purely a logistical process and you can do this. More from me um, at rightsizeyourhome.com.au. Thank you for coming on board. Belinda Woolrich makes no representation and gives no warranty as to the accuracy of the information and does not accept any responsibility for any errors or inaccuracies in or omissions from the information contained herein, whether negligent or otherwise, and shall not be liable for any loss or damage howsoever arising as a result of any person acting or refraining from acting in reliance on any information contained herein. No listener or workshop attendee shall rely solely on the information contained in this as it does not purport to be comprehensive to render specific advice. This disclaimer does not purport to exclude any warranties implied by law which may not be lawfully excluded. This workshop, which includes any resources supplied, is only for the use of the intended recipients and is confidential and or privileged. Belinda Woolrich shall not be liable for any errors, emissions, viruses, loss and or damage arising from using, opening or transmitting this workshop.